Welcome back to Dropped In. I am so stoked to be here with you today and to share a beautiful, powerful mentor of mine, Corlin Hazelwood with you. Corlin, welcome to the show and cannot wait to get dropped in with you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I love the name too. I feel like I knew it. And then you just re-brought it back up and being dropped into myself is something I've been really focusing on since I've come home. So I'm excited to go deep with you. Super stout, super stout. So before we dive deep, I will share your incredible bio with our <laughs> with our crew today. So Corlin is a multiple six-figure online business strategist who specializes in helping incredible coaches healers and mentors fall in love with the tech side of their online business. After five years in digital marketing and public relations, she quit her corporate job to offer her skills to small business owners who want to make a difference. She worked behind the scenes in many coaching businesses, helping them scale from their first few thousand into high multiple six figure businesses. She's obsessed with the tech, believes that our computers can automate everything, and knows that the most challenging things we faced in our human life are often the things we're here to support others through. Amen. Oh my goodness. Full body shivers reading that. That is for sure. And let me just say, everyone, I am so blessed to have Coraline in my life uh, from someone who once like was so intimidated by creating landing pages that I didn't do them like seven years ago to now doing the things that I'm doing today. Like you've been a huge uh, influence in the work that I do today and to really lean into that resistance around the tech side of things. So thank you for all that you do. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. I mean, I'm the weirdo on the internet who just loves the back end of businesses, you know, so at any point in time where I can like leave somebody feeling a little bit more inspired with the tech side and, you know, being grateful for it truly and seeing it as a, a creative tool. It's just, it makes my heart happy. It's like mm. everything I've always wanted to do in my life. I love it. And yeah. the incredible ripple effect that it creates, right? With all the lives that you touch and influence. I mean, it's honestly like, I feel like I've been doing this for this work for five years now, and it's not even something I can calculate. I, I love the analytics side of businesses. And I can't tell you the number of times I've tried to be like, how many lives have I touched? And, you know, I got like an hour, two hours into like trying to figure it out. And I'm just like, it's insurmountable. And I think, you know, people really forget how big of an impact even just having, you know, one person like your Instagram post or one person reach out to you in your DMs can really be, let alone having a website or a funnel or a webinar or something that supports people even when you're off living your life. So it's, it's huge. Um, my first mentor, Sunny Leonard Doozy taught me about the ripple effect and I have been hooked on it absolutely ever since. It's something I always strive to have the biggest possible that we can, but yeah, I have no idea how big it is at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's massive. It's huge. So, yeah. So what is it for those listening? What is it that you do exactly? And like, why did you, after working in corporate for so long, what made you choose to go into sole proprietorship and do what you do now today? Yeah, I mean, I worked with some big food companies in America, helping them reach Canadian markets through social media marketing and kind of managing their online brands. 
And I remember sitting down with one of my senior executives at the time and them showing me the budget um, that they were getting paid essentially to do this work and just being like, wow, they're literally paying, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, almost close to the seven figure mark to have me do this job. And I was sitting there making, you know, like 50,000 a year, which is, is great. A few years out of college, don't get me wrong. But I was also working with brands and companies that I just didn't feel all that aligned with. Um, I started having people in my world, like my aunts and uncles who have small businesses doing electrical and plumbing, reaching out to me and asking me questions. And I started thinking, maybe I'm serving the wrong people. Like maybe if I left this, I could make a bigger impact. Maybe instead of selling dull pineapple, I could help women change their lives, or I could help the everyday person get their message out to more people. And so I kind of had this anxiety attack on the side of the highway after one of my bosses called me at like seven o'clock, freaking out about a tinfoil post that went out for uh, one of my brands at the time. And I was just like, what am, why am I doing this? You know, what is the ultimate goal at the end of this? Like, where is this really, truly going? And I started looking for online communities that could really use my help and that also really aligned with me. And the coaching world is what I fell into. It's the, the place that I kind of really stood out. It was really just taking off, I think, you know, five, six years ago. And I just fell in love with the people. And I decided, I don't care what it's going to take me. I'm going to help these people if it's the last thing that I do. And you know, the rest is kind of history. I got a part-time job so that I could support myself in between. I worked at a cute cafe here in Ontario and I just, I took my time building and, and supporting people who really felt aligned with my goals and my mission and the things that I had experienced in my life. Mm, I love that. And I love that you mentioned that like when you first started out working at a cute cafe while building your brand and building your business, right? Because I think it's so easy for like the coaches and the healers, entrepreneurs of the world thinking like they have to go all in on their business right away and not have that secondary job to support their big picture visions, right? Like so many people, you know, make them feel, make themselves feel wrong if they have to have another job to build their dream, to build their empire. So I love that you mentioned that because it's so important. Yeah, I think it's the best thing that I did for myself at that time, because it really allowed me you know, kind of two things. One, it, it allowed me to pick and choose without the financial scarcity that can come with, you know, starting your own online business. But I also knew that I was a very community-driven person and I had really thrived in in-person relationships my entire life. And so the thought of starting an online business and living in the country and kind of removing all of that from my life all at once um, was very scary to me. And so I really looked at like, well, what do I personally need? Um, so that I can actually show up as best as possible within this new business venture to make sure that I'm, you know, my cup is full enough to actually give to these people who are going to trust me and who are going to work with me. But I think, you know, so many people think, well, if I just had more time, if I quit my job and had more time, and I actually think that that thought process is, you know, well-intentioned, but the majority of clients that I work with, when you have all the time, you will create things to do even if they do not need to be done. And so having a part-time job or a full-time job can actually keep you very, very focused 
on doing only the things that move the needle forward. And this is something, you know, that I learned in my business well after I quit that part-time job as well. Um, so it's something that I always recommend our community do is like take the part-time work as long as you need to, um, you know, it can only help you. It can only benefit you truly. hundred percent. And it relieves the pressure that we can put on ourselves, right? Like I know when I first started my coaching business, that was seven years ago, hard to believe, but like the first seven, the first five years of my business were, I had a lot of traumatic events that came up that I had to go through. So um, I worked as a nurse part-time to support my business, but also to alleviate the pressure that it's just like, I wanted to go all in on myself and my business, but life events and ex experiences happened that kind of detoured me along the way, right? So having that, that constant flow of money coming in really took the pressure off and allowed me to really do the healing work for myself to continue to support myself on my journey so I can better support my clients, right? But if we have that huge pressure financially of, you know, bringing our visions to life, it's, it's going to take the fun and the joy and the excitement away from it too. Yeah. And I mean, I think you believe in this just as much as I do of like the energy in which you show up to offer your service to the world makes such a huge impact on how it's received. And if people buy and, you know, people can feel that, um, that need, that desire, that actual need to have that money coming in from that conversation that you're having. And so, you, you know, the word you used is perfect, like taking that pressure out, allowing it to be fun, allowing yourself to play in it, allowing yourself to have those conversations without it needing to end in a sale so that you can feed yourself or your family. Like it just puts this different playful, like flowing spin on it and allows it to kind of take the time it takes and, and unfold in the appropriate time that it needs to. Um, because for most people, it's not it's not a six month success story or even a one year success story. It's a, you know, it's years in the making years and years in the making. So, um, I, I fully support anybody who decides to have a part-time job and you can go all in still on the time that you have. Mm -hmm. Right. I think at the end of the day, going all in is an energy that you bring to the time that you do have, whether that's one hour a day or whether that's four hours a day. Um, and it's all about, you know, just showing up and going all in in the time that you actually do have. And one hour a day, two hours a day is more than enough mm -hmm. for most people. So true. And being intentional with that time. And, and yeah, like oftentimes if we have eight hours every day to get the things done, we won't get it done. Cause it's just like, we're in that space of floundering. Right. And most of us are used to having that full-time job where it's like, okay, I know what I need to do every hour or every 15 minutes or as a nurse, every freaking millisecond. Right. And so when we don't have that structured organization or whatever events happening in the workflow day to guide us and direct us, it's easy just to be sitting at our desk being like, Oh, okay, what am I supposed to do now? Right. So, yeah. or doing all the things that you needed to do and then not leaving your desk and going to live your life. It's like, okay, well, I did all the things. So maybe now I should, I should be blogging and I should be opening up Pinterest and I should be starting a YouTube and a TikTok. And it's like, well, at some point you also have to trust that the work that you've done is more than enough and walk away and live your life and let God, divine spirit, the universal ripple effect provide for you and support you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a step a lot of people forget is to actually let the work that they've already done support them. 
And it can't do that if you're sitting there constantly trying to control it and manipulate it and like doubling checking like your landing page views all the time, right? There's, you know, there's a surrender involved in time management even that I think, unfortunately, our society has told us like, if you work harder and you work harder and you work harder, it'll work. But it's not about the time in, it's about the in intention you have with the time that you're in it, you know? Mm-hmm, 100%, 100%. So how did you go from working at a cute cafe and starting out your beautiful career that you've created for yourself today and getting to like the multiple six figure business that you have? Like, how did you get there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a long story, but I will give the Coles notes. Um, you know, I had kind of said, like, I need an in in this industry. It was an industry I didn't understand. It was an industry that I kind of knew about because I had read some Tony Robbins books and I had, you know, read like A Course in Miracles. I had recently lost my father as well. So I was like deep in understanding grief and emotions. Mm -hmm. And I use the universe a lot to help me with things. So I just said, this is what I need. I need something that's going to give me a deep insight into this, this space and how this space operates and how this space works so that I can understand it. So I can bring my skills to it. And I opened up Facebook one day and there was a coach I had been following and she was looking for a VA. So I reached out and I said, Hey, like, these are my skills in the corporate world. I have no experience in the coaching world, but very well, like self-aware person. I'm very good at what I do and I'd love to help you. Um, and she hired me a couple of days later. And at first she hired me really just to like sit on her coaching calls and take call notes um, and then send those out as emails. So that's what I did for probably like the first three months. And then I started looking at her website and looking at her funnels and being like, you know, you can make this small tweak here and you'd probably see more sales from this. Or, you know, if you change this thing in your email marketing, you'd probably have more engagement come through. And as a result of that, we could potentially generate more sales and make a larger impact. So eventually we kind of moved me into less of a VA role and more into a strategy role where I was really helping her kind of define who her offers were for and really create what are now funnels. But at the time, I don't know that we necessarily knew that's what we were doing um, to sell these things more on autopilot. Uh, she was averaging anywhere from like five to $10,000 per month. And we got her up to about 30 to 40,000 consistently um, within about, I would say about an eight month time frame from when I started working with her. Um, so it was a big, it was quite a big difference for her. Right. And, you know, she had been in that world where like you could blog your way into success. And so she had a massive blog, a massive reach on Pinterest, but at the end of the day, her websites and stuff just weren't working. So we migrated all of her stuff over to Kajabi. You know, I'm a huge lover of Kajabi. Um, that was my first kind of Kajabi site migration. Anyways, long story short, I ended up working with her for about two years. In that time, we became business partners and we went from, you know, that five to 10,000 up to having our first multiple six figure launch and running programs together, which was really beautiful. Um, you know, the partner partnerships are so challenging in so many ways, both business and in life as well. <laughs> It really meant to grow through them. And I had this really deep desire to be seen. I was really behind the scenes in that business. And I started realizing that I wanted to show up and help more people. So I left that opportunity to create my own agency. And I created what was then called the Creative Mind Maven, which I'm like, where do I get these names from? You know, <laughs> like, 
it is what it is. It's a part of the history. Um, and I decided I wanted to help more people. I was, I was tired of helping one woman, you know, make hundreds of thousands and I wanted to help more. So I, I started an agency. Um, in that year, I built over 30 websites, over 15 course portals and way too many sales funnels than I care to admit. But I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was working 80 plus hours a week. It was the first year that uh, COVID was a thing. And so that was really great for my agency. Um, but it wasn't sustainable by any means. And I started to get to this point, And I think a lot of people who work one-on-one -on -one will eventually get to this point when they're meant for more, when they're meant to scale, where they started kind of, I don't want to use the word resentment, but having little frustrations and little irritations pop up of like explaining the same thing over and over again to clients or having there be a massive education piece to what it took to build a funnel or what was required, what numbers we had to look at. And I started realizing that like, while some clients got a lot of results from the work that I was doing, a lot of them didn't. And it wasn't because the work wasn't good. It was simply because it was like their first idea or their first offer that they were putting out. And, you know, we all have this idea of like, if I have this idea, I need to create the funnel and then it will sell. If I just have a sales page and I just have a webinar and I just have a really good funnel, it will sell. And I started realizing that there was a huge need in this space for women, coaches, mentors to have the skills that they needed to be able to create those things for themselves so that they weren't dependent on hiring me or other service providers to get their initial ideas off the ground. And I was burnt out. I was exhausted. It was the end of November. I had the idea for my program, which is designed to scale, come through. I wrote out the outline. I started selling it the next day. And with only 16 people on my email list, which sounds ridiculous to me now, we sold 11 spots, which was, which was pretty, I was so happy about that, you know? And now we're going into our second year of running this program. We have over 150 men and women inside that program. And you know, we talked a little bit about that ripple effect earlier. So it's been a long journey to here, to having a business that, you know, does multiple six figures every single year consistently. Um, but it was just, it was one foot in front of the other the entire time. <laughs> What's the pattern? Where's the gap? How can I close it? What's the pattern? Where's the gap? How can I close it? Is kind of the way that I would, that I would look at it. Wow, I love it. That is so inspiring and so like innovative. I love how, so you're only two years into this program. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's incredible. Like so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's weird to think about because I feel like I've been building this program my entire life. And I think in many ways I've been building the skills to have the business that I do my entire life. Um, but it's really only come to fruition and come to life in, in the last two years. Yeah. Hmm. So for those listening, like, can you explain to them what the program's all about and why would they want to join it? Yeah. So, I mean, design to scale is such a fun little piece of my heart and it, it really did start out as helping entrepreneurs really just understand the technical components of an online business. So empowering you to build landing pages, opt-ins, understanding email marketing, understanding how your website worked and how to make one that converts. 
but it's since really grown into a multi multi-phase approach to growing your business. Um, starting with as little tech as humanly possible, which is kind of funny now that we think about it. Um, but the reality is that most people in those early stages do not need the fancy funnels and don't need the big website. We really just need the passion and the idea and a checkout. And so it really brings you from having that initial idea and being in that testing phase all the way to scaling up to those $40,000 plus months. But we really focus on doing that consistently. So I'm a big proponent of like making $40,000 one month is great, but doing that seven months in a row and then going to 50,000 is so much better. And so we focus on the least tech as possible, really layering onto your business as you go so that you're building your skills as a leader. You're building your ability to create content, to create checkouts. You're learning to understand all the different tech layers that happen so that when you get to that point where you need a team, you can direct them and you can lead them. Um, so it's kind of like, I don't really know how else to describe it. It's like, it's my baby and it's a big baby. <laughs> yeah. big baby now. It's robust and it's epic. It's so yeah. awesome. Oh, I love that. It's only been, it's only two years old. It, for me, it feels like it's like, I don't know, it's just, it's so in depth and so rich that like, it feels like it's been around for, for centuries. It's so good. So I appreciate that. I think it's important to note too, that like the version that you're seeing of it is the third version. Right. So, I mean, we're two years in and I've redone this program, um, two times and I think we're going on the third time now, but I think a lot of people, you know, think, oh, this is, this is the program and it's going to be the final thing, but you really do need a lot of feedback to make the best possible program. And so I'm always looking at the questions that you guys are asking and I'm looking at, you know, where people are getting stuck and going, how can we break this down easier? How can we make this easier to follow? And, you know, the result of that has been a program that is, you know, very, very robust, um, but also one that people actually get through for the most part, right? Um, which I think is the most important thing about courses, making them digestible um, and something that people can actually see themselves completing. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's epic. Highly, highly recommend. 10 out of 10. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. So what's next for you? What do you see yourself doing? Where do you see the evolution of yourself and your business going? Ah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in love with Design to Scale. I don't really see that part of it going anywhere, but I'm, I mean, I have an entire degree in printing and uh, magazine publication. Like that's what my education is actually in. And so one of the things that I really want to do is add a stationary line onto our business and do more physical products that go along with the brand. So uh, journals, pens, desk accessories, stuff like that. Um, I think Design to Scale will likely be the only uh, digital product that I create in this business as it sits. But I think there's a massive opportunity in the physical product space to really expand our business. We also have so many people who love journals and love affirmation cards and really love those tactile things that they can hold in their hand. Um, and so I see that as a massive opportunity that i plan on kind of rolling out potentially a little bit later this year. Mm -hmm. um, and then also retreats. I think being in person with people is such a beautiful gift that we get to have. And with the world opening back up, that's something that we're definitely looking at rolling out as well. Love it. Yeah. In-person events, retreats are life-giving, that's for sure. Yeah. 
I've been to a few, I've hosted a couple, you know, I've had the pleasure of being guests at a few and I've always wanted to do it myself, but design to scale is a big beast. <laughs> you know, it, it is a full-time job developing a new program like that. Um, and so, you know, by the time the new version is complete, we should have the space to actually dedicate to making those as best as we can make them. I love it. Yeah. So you keep saying we, so for those listening, yeah. I know who the other person is, Chantel, but how was wow. it so that like, this is your baby, like this is what you innovated. How was it to bring somebody in, to bring a partner in and to like, cause I know from personal experience, like what it's mm -hmm. like to bring people in. So how was that for you? And, and yeah, especially with it being your baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's such an, uh, such an interesting conversation to have, but I mean, Chantel, it's, she's such an incredible human being. Um, just, just thinking about the friendship that we have, not even the business that we have honestly makes me want to cry because I've never had mm -hmm. close feminine friends like that. And she shows this level of unconditional love that I, I cannot imagine not having in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so pardon my tearing up, but when I was running my agency, she hired me to design her website. <laughs> Funnily, no way. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, she hired me to design her website and I, I would press her for the, you know, the copy and stuff like that that I needed. And she would just never get it to me. And we got to this point where it was about mid-August and she goes, I have this idea for this thing I want to create. And it was something called the social growth vault. And it was essentially, you know, how to grow on social media membership. And I ghosted her completely. Um, I had like so much trauma and so many wounds from my past business partnership that I was so unbelievably nervous to bring someone else into something. Mm -hmm. um, and so we originally started working together, just building our agencies side by side. And we would sit on Zoom for hours at night together, you know, drinking coffees way past bedtime, building separate client sales funnels and sharing our secrets. And it just got to this point where design to scale really started taking off. And I would reach out to her for questions of like, you know, what would you do in this situation? And how would you word this on the sales page? And I, I just realized that like, there was no one else that I would rather grow this business with than her. And it just made complete and total sense to me. There were, um, you know, there were challenging conversations that needed to be had around contracts of payment and partnership and what that looks like. But at the end of the day, I kind of made the decision of like, one, building a business alone is very lonely. It is very lonely and it can be very challenging. And she was just somebody who was so natural. She was so good at what she does. She has different skills than me, but in the same industry. And we complemented each other so unbelievably well that I knew that by bringing her into the program, our clients would get better results. And that was at the end of the day, what that's what matters to me most is that our community thrives. And I knew that she would, you know, implement the strategy that I deeply believed in because she believed in a lot of the same things, but she would also bring her own personality and jazz to the space that I didn't bring. And to this day, she just throws out the most inappropriate jokes. She says things that are so unbelievably left field that in my bones make me cringe, but everybody remembers, you know, everybody laughs about it. And so it was not the easiest thing in the world. But when I really thought about like, what are you afraid of and what is best for the community? It just made sense. And it's, it's been the best decision I've ever made.
truly. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. Especially coming from your previous experience in partnership and to be able to have that trust with somebody again is a lot. Like it takes yeah. a lot of courage and it takes a lot of grit and it takes a lot of trust to move beyond that. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm so grateful that Chantal has done a lot of her own personal work. Um, so I actually was able to go to her and say like, look, this is the this is the trauma that is coming up as we have this conversation. You know, this is what my higher self is telling me to do. This is what my lower afraid self is telling me to do. And she just really didn't rush me through any of those decisions. And at the end of the day, we work better together than I think we do separately. Mm -hmm. And had I think we gone our separate ways, she would probably have a program that is very much the same as designed to scale. So it just made sense for us to really bring ourselves together and, and do this as a team, which has mm. been beautiful. I love it. I love it. Oh, I could talk to you all day and ask you all the things, but if I, before we drop off, how can people work with you? So obviously designed to scale, like how can people get to know the work that you do and, and, and learn more about your offerings? Yeah. So we have a, obviously following me on Instagram. I think that's kind of the easiest way to get a grip on who I am and how I operate and what we believe. Uh, so obviously following me on Instagram at Coraline Hazelwood, we also do have a free Facebook group where we do weekly live coaching calls, um, strategy. We give tons and tons of support in that community as well. So if you're like, I want to see this woman teach, I want to see her in action. Um, that's where you want to go. It's at the link in my bio on my Instagram. It just says free coaching. That's going to pop you right in there. Um, that it designed to scale is kind of the epitome of it, but we also do have a membership called money and momentum. And that is really great for anybody who's really just starting out and is striving to hit that two to 5k range and wants to get there consistently with as little tech as possible. That's the place that you want to go. But if you're scaling, if you're hitting the 5k and you're like, I've got some of my nuts and bolts in place and I want to get to that next level, then design to scale is where you want to be for sure. hundred percent. And your free Facebook group is like, you're just constantly giving free, free stuff. Like it's epic. Always. So join, <laughs> yes. please join. <laughs> Service based from the get-go always. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Love it. Okay. So before we leave, if mm -hmm. you had a message to share with somebody, so for those who are wanting to quit, if things are like, they're, it's just too hard for them. They want to throw in the towel. They want to give up. Like what is a message of hope that you can share with them? It's going to be a harsh message of hope, but it's one that usually knocks people back into their place. And that is to stop being selfish. Mm. Stop thinking of yourself. Stop thinking about how hard this has been. Stop thinking about how challenging it is to show up. Stop thinking about, you know, the naysayers and what they're going to say and what people are going to think and start thinking about the people you're going to help. Start thinking about the version of you who needed you to step out and say something. Try and remove yourself from the picture and think about who it is that is out there, who is in your shoes that you used to be in and what they need to hear in order to get where you are today. Because at the end of the day, we are, we are healers. We are service-based people. We are here to be of service. And it's so easy to allow our ego and our judgments and our fears to stop us. But if you can just wake up every morning and say, what did I need to hear and share that? I promise you that you will start to feel that momentum. And as 
you continue to ask yourself that question, what do they need to hear? What did I need to hear? And you share that your people will start to find you. And when you talk to those people, it will all make sense. And you will slowly kind of punch those walls of your own down just by seeing and hearing the voices of those people who really do need you. Mm. Mic drop. The ripple effect is real. The ripple effect is like one person, you know, every mm -hmm. single person truly, truly counts. And I believe that so fully one person is more than enough to, to start something that you didn't even believe was possible. So true. Oh, love it. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to have had this conversation with you and to share you with our community. And again, 10 out of 10, highly recommend working with you guys. And thank you for all that you've done for me. And I can't wait to see where my business goes and grows and expands as a result from working with you. So thank Absolutely. you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for dropping in with me today. If you loved this episode, I would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed. And if you feel called to share it with your community on social media, please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.